Section 8 of Blacky the Crow by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 24 Farmer Brown's Boy Does Some Thinking. Farmer Brown's boy sat on the bank of the big river in a brown study. That means that he was thinking very hard. Blacky the Crow sat in the top of a tall tree a short distance away and watched him. Blacky was silent now, and there was a knowing look in his shrewd little eyes. In calling Farmer Brown's boy over there, he had done all he could, and he was quite satisfied to leave the matter to Farmer Brown's boy. A hunter has made that blind to shoot black ducks from, thought Farmer Brown's boy. And he has been baiting them in here by scattering corn for them. Black ducks are about the smartest ducks that fly, but if they have been coming in here every evening and finding corn and no sign of danger, they probably think it perfectly safe here and come straight in without being at all suspicious. Tonight, or some night soon, that hunter will be waiting for them. I guess the law that permits hunting ducks is all right, but there ought to be a law against baiting them in. That isn't hunting. No, sir, that isn't hunting. If this land were my father's, I would know what to do. I would put up a sign saying that this was private property and no shooting was allowed. But this isn't my father's land, and that hunter has a perfect right to shoot here. He has just as much right here as I have. I wish I could stop him, but I don't see how I can. A frown puckered the freckled face of Farmer Brown's boy. You see, he was thinking very hard, and when he does that, he is very apt to frown. I suppose, he muttered, I can tear down his blind. He wouldn't know who did it, but that wouldn't do much good. He would build another. Besides, it wouldn't be right. He has a perfect right to make a blind here, and having made it, it is his, and I haven't any right to touch it. I won't do a thing I haven't a right to do. That wouldn't be honest. I've got to think of some other way of saving those ducks. The frown on his freckled face grew deeper, and for a long time he sat without moving. Suddenly his face cleared, and he jumped to his feet. He began to chuckle. I have it, he exclaimed. I'll do a little shooting myself. Then he chuckled again and started for home. Presently he began to whistle a way he has when he is in good spirits. Blacky the Crow watched him go, and Blacky was well satisfied. He didn't know what Farmer Brown's boy was planning to do, but he had a feeling that he was planning to do something, and that all would be well. Perhaps Blacky wouldn't have felt so sure could he have understood what Farmer Brown's boy had said about doing a little shooting himself. As it was, Blacky flew off about his own business, quite satisfied that now all would be well, and he need worry no more about those ducks. None of the little people of the green forest and the green meadows knew Farmer Brown's boy better than did Blacky the Crow. None knew better than he that Farmer Brown's boy was their best friend. It is all right now, chuckled Blacky. It is all right now. And as the cheery whistle of Farmer Brown's boy floated back to him on the merry little breezes, he repeated, It is all right now. End of chapter 24 Chapter 25 Blacky Gets a Dreadful Shock When friends prove false, whom may we trust? The springs of faith are turned to dust. Blacky the Crow was in the top of his favorite tree over near the big river early this afternoon. He didn't know what was going to happen, 
but he felt in his bones that something was, and he meant to be on hand to see. For a long time he sat there, seeing nothing unusual. At last he spied a tiny figure far away across the green meadows. Even at that distance he knew who it was. It was Farmer Brown's boy, and he was coming toward the big river. "'I thought as much,' chuckled Blacky. "'He is coming over here to drive that hunter away.' The tiny figure grew larger. It was Farmer Brown's boy beyond a doubt. Suddenly Blacky's eyes opened so wide that they looked as if they were in danger of popping out of his head. He had discovered that Farmer Brown's boy was carrying something, and that something was a gun. Yes, sir, Farmer Brown's boy was carrying a terrible gun. If Blacky could have rubbed his eyes, he would have done so, just to make sure that there was nothing wrong with them. A gun, croaked Blacky. Farmer Brown's boy with a terrible gun? What does it mean? Nearer came Farmer Brown's boy, and Blacky could see that terrible gun plainly now. Suddenly an idea popped into his head. Perhaps he is going to shoot that hunter, thought Blacky, and somehow he felt better. Farmer Brown's boy reached the big river at a point some distance below the blind built by the hunter. He laid his gun down on the bank and went down to the edge of the water. The rushes grew very thick there, and for a while Farmer Brown's boy was very busy among them. Blacky from his high perch could watch him, and as he watched he grew more and more puzzled. It looked very much as if Farmer Brown's boy was building a blind much like that of the hunter's. At last he carried an old log down there, got his gun, and sat down just as the hunter had done in his blind the afternoon before. He was quite hidden there, excepting from a place high up, like Blacky's perch. I, I, I do believe he is going to try to shoot those ducks himself, gasped Blacky. I wouldn't have believed it if anyone had told me. No, sir, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I can't believe it now. Farmer Brown's boy hunting with a terrible gun? Yet I've got to believe my own eyes. A noise upriver caught his attention. It was the noise of oars in a boat. There was the hunter, rowing down the big river. Just as he had done the day before, he came ashore above his blind and walked down to it. "'This is no place for me,' muttered Blacky. "'He'll remember that I scared those ducks yesterday, and as likely as not he'll try to shoot me.' Blacky spread his black wings and hurriedly left the treetop, heading for another tree farther back on the green meadows, where he would be safe but from which he could not see as well. There he sat until the black shadows warned him that it was high time for him to be getting back to the green forest. He had to hurry, for it was later than usual, and he was afraid to be out after dark. Just as he reached the green forest, he heard a faint bang, bang, over by the big river, and he knew that it had come from the place where Farmer Brown's boy was hiding in the rushes. It is true, croaked Blacky. Farmer Brown's boy has turned hunter. It was such a dreadful shock to Blacky that it was a long time before he could go to sleep. End of chapter 25 Chapter 26 Why the Hunter Got No Ducks The hunter who had come down the big river in a boat and landed near the place where Dusky the black duck and his flock had found nice yellow corn scattered in the rushes night after night, 
saw Blacky the Crow leave the top of a certain tree as he approached. "'It is well for you that you didn't wait for me to get nearer,' said the hunter. "'You are smart enough to know that you can't play the same trick on me twice. "'You frightened those ducks away last night, but if you try it again, "'you'll be shot as surely as your coat is black.' "'Then the hunter went to his blind, which, you know, was the hiding place he made of bushes and rushes, and behind this he sat down with his terrible gun to wait and watch for Dusky the Black Duck and his flock. Now you remember that farther along the shore of the big river was Farmer Brown's boy, hiding in a blind he had made that afternoon. The hunter couldn't see him at all. He didn't have the least idea that anyone else was anywhere near. With that crow out of the way, I think I will get some ducks tonight, thought the hunter, and looked at his gun to make sure that it was ready. Over in the west, jolly round red Mr. Sun started to go to bed behind the purple hills, and the black shadows came creeping out. Far down the big river, the hunter saw a swiftly moving black line just above the water. Here they come, he muttered, as he eagerly watched that black line draw nearer. Twice those big black birds circled around over the big river, opposite where the hunter was crouching behind his blind. It was plain that Dusky, their leader, remembered Blackie's warning the night before. But this time there was no warning. Everything appeared safe. Once more the flock circled and then headed straight for that place where they hoped to find more corn. The hunter crouched lower. They were almost near enough for him to shoot when, bang, bang, went a gun a short distance away. Instantly, Dusky and his flock turned and on swift wings swung off and up the river. If ever there was a disappointed hunter, it was the one crouching in that blind. "'Somebody else is hunting, and he spoiled my shot that time,' he muttered. "'He must have a blind farther down. "'Probably some other ducks I didn't see came in to him. "'I wonder if he got them. "'Here's hoping that next time those ducks come in here first. End of chapter 26 End of section 8 